Today I have with me Dr. Paul Ronowitz. He is a hospitalist and a third year clerkship director here at UC Davis School of Medicine. Before we start with the questions, I wanted to first ask Dr. Ronowitz to tell us a few things about himself. Um, where are you from originally and where did you do your medical school and residency? Uh, I originally grew up in uh, upstate New York. Uh, I was born in western New York State in Binghamton, New York, and then we moved uh, further downstate to Poughkeepsie, New York. If you, I don't know if you've no, ever known anyone never heard who was, of <laughs> <laughs> was, now was I do. born in Poughkeepsie, but I went to college at, uh, Oberlin, at Oberlin College in Oberlin, Ohio, and then uh, subsequently medical school at Case Western Reserve mm -hmm. in Cleveland, Ohio. And then came out to California for internal medicine residency at UCSF and chief residency. I was on faculty at UCSF for three years after residency, and then um, I was one of the first hospitalists in the United States uh, working at California Pacific Medical Center, where I co-directed uh, a hospital program. Uh, there was two of us in the early days, and there's about 60 hospitalists at that uh, hospital now. Wow. Then I came to um, UC Davis in 2013, uh, and I've been um, clerkship director and member of the Academy of Medical Educators here at Davis. Um, so I work with medical students across the spectrum, as well as medical residents, chief residents, and mentor some of the faculty. Great. So you're somewhat of a transplant here to California. I am. <laughs> so great. So. Now on to our first mix-up question, which is question 44 from the cardiovascular section of mix-up 5. A 65-year-old woman is evaluated as a new patient during a routine office visit. She is healthy and active and swims laps three or four times per week. She does not smoke and she takes no medications. On physical examination, blood pressure is 118 over 60 millimeters of mercury. There are no carotid breweries. There is a normal S1 and a physiologically split S2. There is a grade 2 out of 6 mid-systolic murmur that is not ready and is heard best at the second right intracostal space. The rest of the physical examination is unrevealing. The question reads, which of the following is the most appropriate management? A. Antibiotic endocarditis prophylaxis. B. Transthoracic echocardiography. C. Treadmill stress echocardiography. Or D, no further intervention. So, Dr. Ronowitz, please lead us through this answer. Uh, and that would be choice D. Um, and the reason for that is um, they're really looking for you to manage uh, an asymptomatic benign murmur in this question. And the reason that this is uh, considered a benign murmur is that it is um, a mid systolic murmur that's grade two out of six or less in intensity. Um, and these types of murmurs, generally speaking, do not require further intervention or evaluation. Um, Mid-systolic murmurs of grade two of you know, six or less are considered innocent murmurs, especially when they're short in duration, uh, they're associated with physiologically split or so-called normal S2, and are not accompanied by any other abnormal cardiac sounds or murmurs, and that's uh, where this woman falls in. So one of the questions you may be thinking about is, you know, what is the cause of this woman's murmur? Mm -hmm. And in this age group, someone who's 65 years or, or older, um, usually it's due to uh, aortic sclerosis. And I'm often asked on the wards, what's the difference between aortic sclerosis and aortic stenosis? And aortic sclerosis is basically calcification of the valve itself. So you get focal uh, valve thickening, 
and you get some mild valvular turbulence as a result when uh, you listen to the person's heart. Um, the other situation where you can get benign systolic murmurs, and we see these quite frequently in the hospital, and they're sometimes mistaken for aortic stenosis, uh, and they really shouldn't be, uh, is in situations where there's severe anemia and you have a hyperdynamic heart, thyrotoxicosis, uh, pregnancy, uh, because you have increased blood volume and increased uh, work of the heart, uh, and then also just in situations where there's extreme stress, uh, such as severe sepsis, and this is probably one of the most common situations I see it in. Um, the other key thing to know is if there's a physiologically split S2, uh, this usually excludes severe aortic stenosis. So that's the other clue in this question, that this is not severe aortic stenosis requiring an echocardiogram or what have you. Great. Um, you know, I, I immediately eliminated choice A just because it seemed pretty extreme to do antibiotic and endocarditis prophylaxis for this woman. Um, but in what cases would you use antibiotic prophylaxis? Yeah, so the recommendations um, basically changed quite a bit just a few years ago about who should receive endocarditis prophylaxis. Um, I myself have mitral regurgitation, and I used to have to take antibiotic prophylaxis, but no longer do under the new guidelines. Um, so the patients to keep in mind that should receive endocarditis prophylaxis are those with prosthetic cardiac valves, uh, those with known history of prior infective endocarditis, those with unrepaired cyanotic congenital heart disease, or those with complex congenital heart disease with residual abnormalities, and finally, cardiac transplant patients uh, who have valve abnormalities. So it's a relatively small group of patients that we should be using uh, endocarditis prophylaxis for at this point. Um, the other choices uh, are interesting. Uh, they ask about transthoracic uh, echocardiography as being a potential choice. Um, and you would get, a, uh, I think it's easy to order an echo, but we should only be ordering echoes in patients that really need them um, if we're practicing high value care. Um, and in this situation, if someone has a greater than grade three out of six uh, systolic murmur, uh, then you would most likely want to obtain an echo to see what's going on there. Um, also, if you're hearing a diastolic or continuous murmur, you should get an echo. Or if you have a new murmur that was diagnosed in the interval since the patient was last seen, there are some practitioners that would recommend getting an echocardiogram to see why that uh, murmur is suddenly present where it was not before. And then finally, uh, the, the choice about screening cardiac stress tests, um, you would not order that here. Uh, she has no symptoms of uh, angina or risk factors for coronary artery disease. She's quite active. She's exercising by swimming. Uh, and your pretest probability of coronary artery disease in a setting where you just randomly order an exercise trust, uh, stress test uh, would carry a high false positive rate, so it might lead you to unnecessary testing. So just to summarize the key point of this question, short, soft, mid-systolic murmurs in the elderly are usually benign and caused by minor age-related changes of the aortic valve, in this case, aortic sclerosis.